Hi there, and welcome to Be a Global Citizen, the podcast that explores the concept of global citizenship through the lens of value-creating education. My name is Scott Bauer, and I'm a SOCA researcher and educator. I hope you find the discussions, stories, and insights on this podcast to be valuable and inspiring as we strive to become global citizens who are committed to living a contributive life. Today on the podcast, I spoke with Annie Chan about her thoughts on global citizenship. Annie is currently studying a master's at Harvard Graduate School of Education in the Education Leadership Organizations and Entrepreneurship Program. She's originally from Hong Kong and now lives in Cambridge, Massachusetts. She is passionate about connecting with people from different cultural backgrounds and building organizational networks to support the learning of intercultural competencies. Enjoy the conversation. Hi, everyone. My name is Annie. So I was born in Hong Kong and I was... um, I studied overseas when I was 14 years old. I started my um, junior high in the UK and then finishing my um, undergrad in the in Australia. So throughout my university degree in Australia, I was very fortunate to work, study in five other countries, and namely US, Japan, France, China, uh, and Australia. So here I am right now in the U.S. in Boston area, studying the Master of Education at the University of Harvard. Hi, Annie. Thank you so much for that wonderful intro. Um, you have, you're, you're a world traveler, right? I mean, you've been to so many different countries, uh, you know, lived, studied, and worked in uh, many different cultures. Um, I, I think that's going to be really fascinating in how you view yourself as a global citizen, but also how you view the work that you do um, and the alignment with global citizenship too. I feel like there'll definitely be a lot of linkages with uh, your your interests, your know, academic interests, your professional interests. And congratulations being at Harvard. That's wonderful. Um, really, you know, advancing your your education. And um, I think, you know, you can also speak to how your your thoughts are continuing to evolve and develop uh, while you're while you're there, um, so you know it's wonderful to have you on the podcast. Thank you, and you know I I would like to to ask you um, a little bit more about um, this this journey that you've you've been on. I mean, you kind of already took us through a few you know jumping points from where you you know where your parents came from, and then where you spent your formative years, and then high school uh, in the UK, and all of that. I, I would love for you to to share elaborate a little bit more on some of those really pivotal points that you um, that, that ultimately led you to, to where you are right now. So if you could maybe kind of like retrace your steps a little bit, maybe starting with, um, I, I like to hear from like, yeah, you're, you're the biggest influences on our life, right? Parental figures. So where, where did your parents, um, you know, come from? Like, what was their influence on you in terms of like, you know, allowing you to like then move to the UK? Um, so yeah, whatever you'd like to share, um, I'd love to hear a little bit more. Yeah, of course. So my parents are originally they are from um, Southern part of China. They migrate to Hong Kong when they're very young. Um, so I was born in Hong Kong, and my parents. I think my parents when I was young, they always focus on like the importance of learning Chinese, like Mandarin languages. So when I was young. Uh, almost every year during Christmas time, they uh, brought me and my sister to 
the like the villages in China to do volunteer work, like to teach and to visit like elderly and um you know to make some um handcraft stuff and send it to them, you know, as a um you know, the Christmas gift. So that that's the opportunity for me to really um learn. I mean, uh, we growing up in Hong Kong, right? Um, to to learn more about like the um history or the culture of um China. And when I was growing up and they uh, sent us to like the uh, English school in, in Hong Kong and they, because they also think that like, you know, learning um, English is very important as well. And when I was in my uh, last year of primary school, they noticed that like in Hong Kong, I mean, it's, a, it's an international city, but they really want us to um explore more you know what what is out there like yeah, um you know other countries like what's their culture like what are the you know languages or um maybe just to explore my own interests and passion so in my um so e almost every year in my uh junior high like seeing year 11 no year 11 years old um, they encourage us to go abroad, like study abroad, uh, maybe a summer program, right? Uh, so like I, I went to like uh, Taiwan, uh, I went to like Japan uh, for like summer program. And that's how I, you know, so learn about, oh, wow, like people uh, in those countries are very different from 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 me in terms of, you know, like the, the food that they eat and um, the language that they speak or the, the gesture. I was like, okay. And when I was 14 years old, um, I, I, I told my parents, I'm 13 years old, I told my parents, you know what, I really want to study abroad to, to be immersed in a country for, for a longer period, you know, um, more, more than, you know, the, some, some, uh, the, the, like a month of the some, summer uh, school or summer program. And I chose the UK back then because the um, education system in Hong Kong and UK are pretty were were similar back then, and um, and I was um fortunate to be to be in a boarding school um and and um I didn't have a great experience there. I mean, I was the only like one one of the uh, two of us were from from uh, Asia. I was one of them. And I still remember that, um, you know, the teacher being like criticizing on, on our, you know, accent and student, they will, um, they, they question about, uh, you know, maybe our color or how we, uh, like our gesture, etc. So I was, I, my my classmate actually got um have a very have a very uh, negative experience, but I didn't speak up by then. I still remember the classmate; they were like folding something at her, shouting at her, uh, because of um you know her her appearance, etc. So I I didn't have a great experience, but I didn't speak up, and I still remember the last day of that term. I wrote a letter to my. Uh, teacher I told her that like this is what I will serve and this is how we felt and I this is what I you know the action that I wish she could have um taken uh with that uh, incident right and she did not um she was my English teacher and um so I decided to to 
to study in a country which is more di- where's I mean more, more more diverse population right than Australia, and I chose to uh, complete my last year of high school in Australia, and I find that the country is diverse like I mean the university or the the school that I uh, went to is very diverse but I start thinking about what what does that mean by um in in like diverse and inclusive inclusiveness right and I I was like 18 by then I was still like trying to navigate what um cultural means to me personally or the intercultural and going back to what your question about you know how my parents encouraged me back then was I I shared with them about this experience and they their advice to me I, I look up I mean they, they are my role model right they they would just say okay have confidence in yourself in a way that know about your own identity well like you from Hong Kong and you we I mean you know that I, I'm from Hong Kong but we we should have that open-minded um be open-minded and also be genuinely you know kind to people so that people know who I am so I still remember when I got the opportunity to study uh, and work abroad in in Paris and there's a totally different languages right is is French um and people that I work with at OECD they are all like from from Europe and I sort of think, okay, you know, what, 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 how should I position myself as a Asian, as I mean, Chinese and and um, female, right? So I still remember my my um, parents' words. You say, have confidence in yourself, knowing that we all have differences, right? But we all are different, but how to embrace the differences and to learn about each other' strength and opportunity, um, and. So I think that that really helped me throughout my life, and I continue to explore um different culture. I my I, I was fortunate that I got a double degree, the five years right. So every year I choose to work and study. I mean, as I I will work in a different country. So as I share with you, I went to the, um Paris, and then there's a year I were I, I was uh working in the U.S. uh back in Seattle at Amazon, and the you know the company culture and the um the city culture is also different as well and the third year I chose to work in um, Japan uh, work on a social enterprise project um, and throughout all this experience what taught me it I mean it taught it really taught me to be a open-minded individual and also to be um more collaborative in a way that I let's say in a right now I'm working on a project right I mm-hmm. intentionally choose a group of students from different background um to to start talking about you know their their um differences and also to really understand why like the why behind I think that really helped me to uh, build a friendship with them and after that, then, you know, we, we can all celebrate our maybe similarities as well, right? Maybe we all um, have siblings or, you know, we all like um, being with family. I think just talking about those uh, differences and similarity and being very open-minded to um, to 
to to a new culture. I think that really helped me to to be who I am right now. And I set up a um currently at uh university. I mean at Harvard, I funded the cross cultural association, and the purpose of it is to connect uh, students from different backgrounds, from different um, countries, uh, even just from, you know, maybe different classes, and to collaborate and work together to make the, to make a difference, right, as our, our, our mission at, um, at the education, I mean, School of Education. And that really and for the past two or three months, we organize different events. You know, we celebrate the mid-autumn festival. We talk about what global citizenship, uh, education um, is about. And we invite the professor from, from Harvard to share the experience. What I learned that is actually students, they are, they all really, I mean, they, they are all um, curious about the differences. But they never have a chance or they don't know where to start. So in one of our events, we start talking about maybe just describe uh, the wedding um, costume like in your country and what kind of sandwiches do you eat you know, in your country and uh, what, what, how is the education system like in your country. And our students just got so excited and, you know, keep talking and um, and we receive, you know, tons of feedback. They would like to have this kind of like more engaging conversation on campus. So back to the last point um, I would like to share is really, I mean, besides being open-minded is to being curious about what's happening in um, individual life. I think that really helped me to... Um, grow as a person and to develop as a uh, servant or more resilient uh, leader in to to serve my community and I'm, I'm I'm very excited to share with you that I'm actually um, going to the multicultural conference uh, in about two weeks time and I'm just very excited to meet people and to have a deep conversation of what cultural diversity, um, even like social justice mean to us, um, you know, in, in our society. Thank you so much, Annie. That that was wonderful. I, I really enjoyed listening to this journey that you've been on. Um, sounds like you've really been, um, you know, sincerely engaged, uh, grappling with what does multicultural, uh, multi multiculturalism uh, mean for you and your lived experiences. Um, it sounds that you've come across many, um, you know, hardships while abroad. Um, it, it's it's something to say that like, oh yeah, going abroad is is wonderful. It's kind of romanticized, right? I'm thinking of like this TV show, like I think it's like Emily in Paris, um, where it's just kind of like, everything's kind of like, oh, it's great. It's lighthearted and things are going around. But then Annie in Paris, I mean, that could have been something very different, equally interesting. But, you know, I think it's really how we approach those um, moments of um, maybe like discrimination, like you faced in the UK, uh, moments where you are kind of being othered and um, kind of put on, um, you know, like in, in a bad situation where you're reflecting and asking yourself, am I doing something wrong? When in actuality, like 
no, you're, you're, you're not right. You're, you're, you're trying to, to grow. You're trying to understand more about that other culture. Um, so that's why I feel like, you know, that, that it's really important to recognize that it's not like this, you know, glamorous, you know, journey you're like, Oh, this is, this is how it is. But I think without you know, the guidance from, from your parents, I think that your parents are very wise and telling you um, it's, it's important to have confidence in yourself. Like you said, knowing your identity, having that being an anchor point, there's that pride that no, you are from Hong Kong. Don't forget about that, right? No matter how many countries you you take off and like you know go to, um, that's the the point is to um, you know be able to anchor yourself and then have that mind shift of like no, like even if maybe they're they don't understand or they they're unwilling to understand, there's something about you being in the you know kind of driver's seat of you know extending that generosity, that kindness to the other. And trusting that you know, in some in time, they'll have their own moment. Um, so I I really appreciated that. I I wanted to actually wanted to hear a little bit more, if that's okay, to um, ask about your experiences in in the UK. It was not the first time you traveled abroad, right? You said you did summer programs in countries like Thailand and Japan, but you were like, no, I want to be more immersed, right? So could you speak a little bit more about what? what immersion really felt like when you went to the UK. Um, you were there, I would imagine, for um, more than a year, right? You said that you didn't fully complete all of um, your your high school there. But um, what was it like um, if you were to kind of condense those those years and think, okay, this is kind of um, how my my feelings were like. Like how did how did it shift from the beginning of your your time in the UK to the very tail end of it? Before I went to the UK, right, I said, okay, you know, this is, uh, I went to Cambridge and I said, wow, you know, um, this is a, I mean, in a Western country, in a, in a new um, city, new school, I'll be able to meet lots of uh, students from maybe just different from me, right? I was like, okay, you know, now I'm be able to, to um, maybe share my own culture with them, right? So I, I was very excited before I, I went there. Okay, I still remember the first day I was there. Um, you know, we have orientation um week and teachers and students generally, you know, like greet you and uh, say, okay, what your name, where you are from, probably they know where, where we are from, where they based on our our, you know, um application, right? Uh, but yeah. So I'll say, okay, then seems like this will be a very good experience uh, for, for the rest of the year. Uh, I still remember we have like uh, drama session, like uh, classes, you know, we would add and um, they just put uh, on, I mean, we, with different uh, roles. I was like, oh, this is quite fun as well. And then, you know, we student, we talk to each other uh, in a way. I mean, okay. So we have, uh, you know, like uh, meals, like lunch and dinner together, right? for the first first month and I was like okay this is seems to me is that very inclusive um, environment but where uh, I think about one of a few weeks in and we start having classes and uh, probably we get known to each other more like student right and really hit me was I still remember my classmate she started borrowing to teacher you know like just like okay greed and blah blah and then one of our high school classmates it just say like what a fool like because 
he he didn't know what that mean you know for us to bow bow the teacher it's like po politeness right you want to show uh, um be, being polite to to the um to the uh, teacher and i i i i could not say like any word like i was like wow my my classmate was um like the phrase was flash like she didn't how know how to respond in the class and she she was crying, you know, during during the break, and my heart was just like was I, I was so anxious as well. Like I didn't know what to do. Um, she was I mean she's my dear friend, and I I felt very ashamed for not speaking up in that class. Like thinking back right now, um, and there was a couple of instances similar thing i mean similar uh incident happened to to me and my classmates as well i was like you know what i i'm just come here to study let me just focus on my study right and things just getting worse because we did not i mean we didn't speak up and our classmate just got maybe took advantage of of that as well like uh when we were walking on on campus like our classmate living on the storm would just like point at us say oh you know they you know like you guys are from um like like they, they literally just say okay you guys are chinese and blah 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 right so those are like the we, we negative works and i'll say okay you know what i have a few few more months and i graduate i i mean i'm not i finished my semester i i went back went back home oh but that really impact my mental, like impact me mentally. Like I couldn't, I when I couldn't sleep well because when I, I, I keep thinking about their works and I keep thinking about the their behavior, right? The impact on me and on my um on my friends. And there's a point I still remember, as I shared with you before, like the last day of our um semester, I say you, I, I, I couldn't um continue with with my study here anymore. I didn't feel right, you know, the 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 culture here or just what what they did is not right. So um I and I didn't speak up. What I did was I just sent uh wrote a letter to my to my teacher. But thinking back right now, right, what I should have done, or I wish I could have that courage back then, right? But bet I did not process the necessary language or communication skill, or like I say, to um to to be courageous to confront this kind of bully in school. And a, a few years after in in back in I mean when I was in Australia, I have encountered something similar, but not myself. I have seen my uh classmate from 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 China, right? They experienced something similar in in the Australian community and and that was uh, in 2017. I founded the organization called China Entrepreneur Network to nurture the relationship between our international student and the local community. I find that most often like our Chinese international students, they struggle with maybe finding the job, adapting to the local cult to, to the culture, or just um 
embracing that differences in the society and that because of that challenges you know that they might impact their uh, their study their uh, mental health and their um their decision whether to stay in Australia or not so by finding this organization our mission is to really to to help the local community to build that cultural understanding between the local community and our international student. Um, throughout this program, right, for the past seven or eight years, it, I, through, you know, our survey interview, my interaction with um, international student, and I find out that actually, you know what, the, the exposure to, the early exposure to a, uh, di to diverse culture or early exposure to uh, maybe different languages or perspective will shape who how how they uh, interact with individual um from I mean from a different culture or different country and that is why you know coming to um to to Harvard right now, I I would love to bridge that cultural divide between the community and I mean between the communities and um the lo local community and the uh international student community to prevent any injustice by embedding the intercultural literacy in their early childhood education or maybe when they are young it, if they can have the opportunity to uh travel about or maybe just learn about uh more intercultural um in intercultural uh, to be more culturally competent i think that's very important to our um generation uh, generation next generation after yeah wow thank you annie i, I feel like you just seamlessly connected this this uh you know high school experience to where you're currently at right now at Harvard and the, the the sense of like, you know, urgency and passion that you felt when leaving the UK and starting this inquiry of being like, wow, what really just happened there, right? What was that injustice of experiencing, you know, being bullied and also witnessing how that impacted, uh, you know, a good friend of yours who was also suffering and and that you 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 really wanted to take that stand and um, you know, and continue to amplify the impact that you can have, and and you know, honestly, having that impact um, by starting the cross cultural association at Harvard, engaging in all of these important conferences, and getting these conversations out there, um, I can't think of a bigger impact, you know, at this stage of of your career than that. So kudos to you. Um, but you know, I wanted to you know again like really highlight the, the importance that this experience in high school had for you. I, I, I'm sure, you know, you understand it and that's why you, you, you shared out um, that particular story, but it just really strikes me as like this defining moment where you experienced this injustice. You felt in that moment, unable to, to like stand up for that. And, and yet when you, you think back to it, you, you kind of, there's, I could tell by the tone of your voice, there's, there's a little bit of like shame or regret or like, wow, you know, like, oh, that's what happened that, oh, that was terrible. Right. And, and then it's like this sense of like, you know, okay, now like I will never have that happen again. Right. That there's like this fighting spirit that emerged as a result of having gone through something that 
was, you know, in all honesty, like quite painful, right? Um, especially when you think about your your attitude, your mindset when you left Hong Kong to go and study there. I mean, just like pure spirit, I want to make friends. And, and you know, so the friend part, I think, is also um, another thing I wanted to highlight how, um, you know, what are ways in which we can build inclusion and, um, you know, more, um, you know, interculturally competent and, and safe, you know, environments for students to learn from one another. I think really getting, um, you know, really putting this in emphasis on the importance of, of friendships, because um, those bonds are really what what help help you just thrive as a, a human being. Um, it doesn't matter if you're there just to study, like you said, if you don't have the necessary supports in place, there's no studying to be had, right? You simply will just shut off. Um, and and you made the right decision and leaving a very toxic, you know, schooling environment for one that, you know, you had more hope uh, over in Australia. And I'm glad that it turned out to be the case where you felt um, you could really, um, you know, finish strong with your your studies. But then again, not forget about what happened in the UK. And, and I'm not saying that, oh, the UK, you know, people are like, it's never about like the people in one sense. I think it's that exposure, like you were saying, right? How how are uh, young people being exposed to differences, how they re respond to that? And um, yeah, and I, I just, you know, really wanted to let you know that that sounds like a very defining moment in your your career. So thank you so much. And yeah. Um, what what a like experience you've had with uh you know then going from Australia to um all these other countries. I, I'm I'm curious though like from you know I think you mentioned like living in Paris and then you you went to the U.S. and then you know all 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 over the place. Um, would would you say that like there was um another particular experience where maybe you you felt that injustice and. It, it it prompted you to take a very different stance compared to the UK. When I was studying in Australia, I think I was very fortunate in a way that I have all this opportunity, you know, to um to study or like work abroad. And versus lots of my classmate, I mean international student. Um, they encounter lots of difficulty, you know, whether there is a um, visa issue or that uh, is like the cultural understanding issue. And that is the time when after I graduated, I was very fortunate to um, to have the opportunity to to join the graduate program at Pricewaterhouse House in Australia as an international student. So many international students start reaching out to me saying, you know, Annie, how do you how 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 do you do that? And can you share with me like your um, journey or tips and uh, etc. So I started sharing with, with them. Also, you know what? Now I actually uh find out there are more students. They are struggling with uh with maybe you finding the job or even just uh adapting to the local com com community or culture right so i was like i want to create a bigger impact so i funded the um, organization as i shared with you and throughout this um part like uh for the past few years and i been talking to you know i i start being 
because of this uh, organization and because of uh, um, I, all I'm trying to say is I started having conversation with my colleague, with my, um, maybe even with my seniors, right? Just to understand what they like what they um think of us like as an international student so most so oftentimes when so but when i started the organization i l- l- probably learn more about the post uh, where the international student coming from what i'm trying to say is for the past few years i spent more time i also spent more time to understand where are the local community they're, they're coming from, right? So I find that the gap is like, okay, because they did, do not um, know how to start conversation or they maybe feel uncomfortable to start the conversation. So we have this um, workshop about, you know, just how to uh, start a conversation with someone who is different from you. So what we uh, have done is, you know, beginning, we start with very, like, like what I shared with you before. We just talk about anything about small thing in life, right? Like say your your dress code and your uh, maybe uh, how, how do you serve uh, dinner in, in family uh, back home? You know, those kind of uh, dialogue or conversation and really help people that, wow, this is so different from from uh from from my culture and that and people say okay you know the more conversation we have like conversation like this we have and don't more we we um we more un- become more understanding of each other right and what i have seen is that from our data i mean even from our, our data or interview right it seems that People who engage in this kind of conversation and uh, participate in uh, in our workshop, they tend to excel, um, or they tend to be more confident and comfortable in where they 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 are, like at work or in university. So, pe they become um when they encounter challenges at work or uh, at university, they are more resilient. This is what we find out because they would, let's say if they encounter a difficulty, right? Maybe in conversation or in uh, maybe any type of behavior, they will start thinking about, okay, there is a reason behind all this uh, behavior. Maybe because they, where they are from is different from, I mean, uh, the, the the value or the culture are different. So they will start thinking about, oh, is it because um, of the, you know, the, the culture different from mine so that their behavior is different from mine, you know? So they start thinking more instead of, uh, instead of putting all these sort of like blanks on themselves. Like, oh, is it something that I have done wrong? they stop um, judging themselves. What they do is they become more curious and open-minded in a way that um, they try to find out the reason from an other different angle. Yeah. 
Yeah, thank you. I, I feel like from your personal experiences and then the professional experiences with this organization that you founded, it's it's it's, it's very clear that you're wanting to spark dialogue with others in a genuine sense that like they can, um, you know, take these conversations, internalize them, and then build out tools that they can navigate in these intercultural spaces so that they can listen more deeply to what others have to say, that they can respond and not react when maybe their hardships, you know, inevitably come their way. And, and there's that word of resilience that you used as one of the key findings that I find to be very important because, you know, there, there will come times where maybe people from that particular culture or that particular community and context are not receptive and you have to learn what to do with that, right? How to yeah. respond to that without falling victim to um, just, you know, oh, you know, like just whatever they say must be true and, you know, kind of, kind of lowering and like kind of closing up, right? Because I think one of the things about um, global citizenship and perhaps you agree as well is that it's not a kind of closing off and like diminishing of your sense of self and your sense of identity is actually quite quite the opposite, but not in a kind of bravado, like, oh, I'm better than you. Like, look at all the places I've been or look at what I, what I know. But it's really out of like this sense of like, you know, kind of addressing the injustice, but also knowing that like, whatever you say or do, it's not going to affect who I truly am. And so, and, you know, again, I will not be diminished. So um, I, I really um, appreciate what you've, you've shared. And I think all of that really kind of ties into this, this kind of construction of a, a, an idea of global citizenship. And I wanted to hear um, maybe if you could share in like just one minute, like really briefly, um, how would you articulate global citizenship based on this conversation that we've been having based on your experiences? Is there a way that you can kind of bring it all together in a, a pithy statement? <laughs> I would like to share the quote. To be human is to live so nothing human is foreign to you. So this quote is very important to me as I believe that we human, we are all different. We should have that capacity to comprehend and empathize with all the aspects of humanity. And it really helps us to say, okay, uh, help me to think of, you know, nothing related to the human experience should seem maybe unfamiliar to us in a way that we should be curious to learn more about each other um, differences and to embrace that and to celebrate the difference and the similarity um, at workplace, at, at uh, you know, at a household or at university at schools so this will be my um you know my my take take away or my motto yeah yeah thank you so much annie i i, I 100 agree with you i think that it's important for for us to really be excited even right to engage with those differences you said celebrate and to know that um you know we are all humans and that we we simply need the right kind of tool set and like mindset to really embrace that, learn from it, grow together, um, uplift each other, and um, and ultimately, I think the goal being more harmonious society and world that we live in. Um, so 
you know, I, I really feel that everything that you've shared up until this point has been um, really building you to this point. I mean, building you up to be at a stage in your career and in your studies where you are actively um, addressing these uh, injustices by way of uh, dialogue, by way of connecting with individuals across differences in culture and uh, race and class and everything. So, um, you know, I really wish you all the best in your continued uh, studies and um, initiatives that you're taking on over at Harvard. I think they're very, very important. And um, I, I did want to ask one more question. Um, if you can share really, really briefly, either a book or a movie recommendation, something that you've seen or read recently or that you always go back to. But again, really briefly, since uh, we are wrapping up uh, soon, but I would love to hear the scene I'm currently studying at the Harvard Graduate School of Education, and um, I would love to you know learn more about what global citizenship education means to me. So the book that I'm currently reading is called Empowering Global Citizens: A World Cost by Professor Fernando Weimers. Oh, that's that's awesome. I've I've actually heard of that book. Um, when I was in Brazil, we we read through it. Uh, when we were kind of coming up with the curriculum for this brand new school. And um, yeah, and I've got to say, it's very, very well organized. It's been used within other schools, like Avenues is a big one, <clears throat> the World School. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and yeah, good luck with your continued studies. Um, to kind of end things, uh, I wanted to give the last word to you. So any any last final thoughts or just kind of closing remarks before we end? Yeah, thank you so much, uh, Scott, for having me today. And I also wish you all the best in um in your uh, future endeavor. And also, you know, this is such a great initiative on um getting people to know more about what global citizenship me means. And I hope that we all, you know, we are all global citizens. And let's uh be more curious and to embrace that differences. Yeah, thank you so much, Scott. Thank you so much, Annie, for joining me on the podcast today. I really enjoyed listening to your journey as you've traveled to so many different countries and experienced various hardships that have really honed your ability to connect with others with deep empathy and learn together in collaboration um, with the, the similarities, the differences that you all share, but also your capacity to build organizations to really gather these collective voices and encourage brave conversations about difference, I think is really inspiring. And to bring that to the Harvard Ed School, I think is very much needed and it's important work. And so, uh, yeah, I appreciate you sharing um, your many experiences as a global citizen and wish you all the best in the future. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.